No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good. Is it good morning? Good morning, Winnipeg. Good morning, Manitoba. And for all of those joining us live anywhere on the interweb, good morning to you and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. As you can tell, those are not the dulcet tones of Drew Mandel, but instead they are Dave Manuk's words. And I'm joined by my main man, Ezzy Ginsberg. What's up, we'll Dave? Be, we'll be not much, Ezzy. We're, we're, we're solidly past midnight, so we're into the, uh, the morning hour following... What was a less than ideal uh, day for the pro clubs of Manitoba as the Jets lose, the Moose lose. Uh, the only team that seems to be doing well right now are the Winnipeg Ice. But of course, this is the Illegal Curve post game show breaking down the Jets game. So we'll focus, turn, keep our focus on that. The Jets, as he went into San Jose, a team that hadn't won in nine games. Remember, coincidentally, the last time the Jets won was against, sorry, the, the Sharks won. Feels like the last time the Jets won too, but the last time the the Sharks had won was when they came into Winnipeg and stole that game three to two in overtime. Since then, six losses, th- nine losses, but six of them in regulation, three of them uh, in in a, in extra time. As I, I illustrated it, because I you know I thought it was remarkable, and I think it's worth pointing out. But just to point out the Sharks team, James Reimer, he had. You can say whatever you want about James Reimer. These are the games that San Jose has played in the month of March where they've given up goals. Six to the Blues, eight to the Caps, two to the Jets, six to the Avs, four to the Blues, five to the Wild, six to the Jackets, two to the Kraken. They still lost that game. Four to the Isles, five to the Oilers, seven to the Canucks, and five to the Flames. Oh, and Ezzy, by the way, the Predators won. The Flames won. The Flames are getting hot. Lots is going on. How are you, my friend? I, I'm good. This is the, this is my problem. You're right, Dave. They're 32nd in the league. Three of their last six games, though, they've gone to overtime or a shootout. Yeah. This is still a team that has Eric Carlson, Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Kevin LeBanc. Like, and and if the and if the Sharks are that bad, what does that make the Jets? Terrible. Right. So, like, take that out of the equation. Everybody was talking about. Like, yes, everybody knows the Sharks are the worst team in the league. Everybody knows that the, like, if you have those four points, put it this way, you're six points up on the Calgary Flames right now, as opposed to being two points up, right? So if Mm -hmm. you're six points up with seven games left, right? The Jets have seven games or eight games left. Yeah, it'd be over. Right, it would be over. So, like, I'm not, you know, disputing, those are facts, Dave. Unlike what Donald Trump likes to use, uh, no, I'm just kidding. As Bruce, as Bruce Willis said in Die Hard Two, as he just the facts. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but yeah, exactly. Uh, those are the numbers, right? Like James Reimer's not having a great year, but he's no. had a great year against the Jets, right? And you know, leaving all the other stuff aside that he was involved in, because obviously we don't agree with that, and we absolutely a hundred percent support Pride Night and the, and the LGBTQ plus community. But he was unbelievable tonight. Right. And, and like you could look at just the third period, right? Like Josh Morrissey on the two on one where it looked like he was looking for the rebound there. Uh, Adam Lowry, you know, he puts in a nice move shorthanded. He can't score. I mean, we all remember what happened in the second period with Mason Appleton. I still really don't know how Mason Appleton doesn't score on that chance. It was it was an incredible save. So, yes, Reimer was incredible. 
you could say that the Jets got goalied. You could say that, you know, again, the power play let them down. But this is just inexcusable, Dave. And we're going to yeah. get into the goals. And obviously, you know, the, the second goal, you know, is going to be talked about a lot when you're referencing this game because Mark Scheifele just, that's not, you just can't do that in game 75 of an 82-game season. And that right. was a must-win game. Like, I re- realized, like, Remus and Huss were saying that, you know, these are can't, can't lose. lose yeah. They're must-win games. You got to win these games here. You're only two points up on Calgary. You're only three points up on Nashville. And, oh, by the way, Nashville has two games in hand, right? So <laughs> it's ridiculous that, you know, the Jets can't seem to beat, uh, you know, these teams that are much below them in terms of skill level, everything, right? Yeah. So, and, you know, we'll get into it. But, again, like, what is going on with the forward lines? Like Nikolai Ehlers has got to be playing more when you're searching for offense. Like all due respect to Vladislav Nemesnikov. Yeah. Like, and he had a good game. I, I and I, and I'm not you know crapping on Nemesnikov here because I, sure. I think that he's been good. Like he's been a good trade deadline acquisition for the Jets, and they didn't have to give up much to get him right. So, I, but you got to be playing Ehlers more. And I just like the Ehlers Lowry uh, Appleton line. Like like that just isn't a line to me that you can put out there in game 75 uh, of a a, a season in which you've fallen to the second wildcard spot and you could easily now fall into ninth place if you don't beat the Red Wings on Friday. Like that's what the Jets are looking at here, right? Like Mm -hmm. now fall out of a a playoff spot. So yeah, I mean, the Jets badly outshot the Sharks, but I mean, this, this is following a common trend, Dave, that we've seen here in the second half of the season where the Jets put up a lot of shots the other goaltender looks like, you know, he's Dominic Hasek or, or <laughs> yeah, Marty exactly. Broder. Yeah. And, you know, the Jets shoot themselves in the foot with a bad turnover. They can't score on the power play. It's like, it's just the same script over and over again. And, it, and it's just unacceptable. No, you're, you're absolutely right, Ezzy. And, and, and look, this is, you're past the, the time for moral victories. I know they were saying that, oh, well, this is good. And you can take this forward. Uh, you run the runway, you know, the jet, we'll talk about jets and runway. Eventually you run out of runway. And and you're already past that point in the season where you get to say, hey, this is like we talked about, Ezzy. You know, and I went back and looked. It wasn't actually just in game 30 because the Jets actually won six of 10 of the next. So basically up until game 40, the Jets were fine. You know what I mean? I think that their record was like 26, 26, 13 and one or something. Comfortably, comfortably in second behind Dallas. Yeah, that's right. And And so the Jets were fine really to the midpoint of the season. But... Again, that's no longer the case. The Jets have not, the Jets are not winning hockey games anymore. And because the Jets are not winning hockey games, your time for moral victories. And I, and I put this out there and it seemed to resonate because I've got a lot of people, um, you know, interacting with the tweet, but as he, I mean, and it's, and it's not, it's not like it's my idea. And I got to like copyright. I went down to the copyright office and said, this is a uniquely Dave Manuka idea. Kind of like all these NFL teams trying to, um, brand the cities that they're like copyright or no, maybe it's ba- baseball, but they're trying to copyright the names of the cities. Like guys. Okay. Chill. But like Shai, uh, Connor, Ehlers, Dubois, like say it with me as he won't, do it. He, won't, he do, won't do it. It almost seems like at this point, he's Stubborn. going to, he's going to go with every single line combination, but <laughs> that line combination, honestly, though, like, like just looking at Ehlers, Lowry and Appleton, like, to me, that just is a mishmash of players. Like, like Ehlers has to be in your top six at this point. 
regardless if that's the first line or the second line or 1A, 1B, whatever, he's got to get more ice time. What did he end up with tonight, Dave? It was below 15 minutes, I believe. It's about 13 minutes. I think Phyllis just had it up on the screen. Yeah, and like, as he that's looked, just, I don't get that. He like, seven I at really one point. Get it. They I ran him in it. the third. They ran him in the third because I think, I think after 40, if I recall correctly, Phyllis will correct me. And by the way, before I forget, Kenny's water bottle, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but just to show you how this show has now completely taken over mine as he's in Drew's life, I was driving in traffic the other day, actually going to see Joe from Winnipeg to deliver him his um, IC, or not the IC merch, but his merch that he won in the uh, contest. And on my way to see Joe from Winnipeg, I was driving behind this car and the license plate said KWB. And instantly, as I thought, Kenny's water bottle. And I thought, what is wrong with me? That that's what I think of when I see KWB. It wasn't, in fact, Kenny's water bottle as far as I could tell. But, you know, that just goes to show you the Do we impact. know what KWB stands for? Like, I have no idea. Like, I was thinking. No, no, no. It was, no, no, it was just a, it was, it was a regular license plate. It wasn't like even oh, a personalized oh. one. But I'm just saying. One. It wasn't, no, no, like it wasn't a legal vanity. curve or anything. If you see a legal curve driving around uh, Winnipeg, you if know. You see, if you see the ILGLCRV on, on yeah. the back of a 2013 Sentra, you know, the big that one's a fake. driving. That one that says illegal curve in full, I had that one made. That's just a fake. But uh, as he's as the real thing, and KWB is not Kenny Waters' bottle, but I just wanted everyone to know that I was made me think of this show. And, and you know, and just Kinsman, to show you how, Kinsman Wonder Bread. I'm not sure. No, it wasn't personalized. There was there were numbers behind it, as he. I wasn't going to out the person, but anywho, let's get back on track because I don't want to sidebar too much. But look, this is this is no longer the look. There's a there's so many things that we could talk about. The lines, the fact that you know Rick Bonus's idea of getting this back on track was to take Nikolai Ehlers off the second line or the first. I don't really care. As Pascal Vincent said, lines don't really matter. It's really about the ice time. And then put him on with Lowry and Appleton. And it's funny because Scott Billick, our friend from the Winnipeg Sun, had made some comment about this being a demotion. And I kind of cheekily tweeted back at him and said, well, maybe it's a promotion. You know, maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll elicit more ice time. And we didn't see that in the in the in the ice throughout the course of this game. And again, he picked up a little bit more in the third, but the fact is that, you know, number one, the, the lines. And, and again, like I said, when, when you needed to have success, it just doesn't make any sense to me why Rick bonus is resisting unless the players are revolting, but who gives a shit because you're the coach, you make the decisions, your head's the one that's on the line. If this doesn't go over well, and ultimately it's not going over well, it just isn't, you know, unfortunately. So like the jets need to figure that out. They need to get, control over it right now because it's just it's not working number one and as number two is the fact that like the power play is abysmal it's just abysmal and i'm sorry like you cannot be what were they one for it's the last seven games they have one goal on a five minute major and i think they're like oh it was at 20. the end of a five minute major and they're oh, thirty they? seconds left zero for zero for 28 zero for 29 yeah, something uh, overall like and, and going so, back to what you said about the lines, Dave, yeah. I, I wrote them down here. What what they essentially did was they just switched. It was obviously Shifley, Wheeler, and Nemestikov. So what they did was they switched Shifley and Ehlers. So the lines became Connor, Shifley, Dubois, Ehlers, Nemestikov, Wheeler, and then Niederreiter moved down to play with Lowry and Appleton. And obviously, you know, provided a, a little bit of a spark. Like, you know, Ehlers was shooting the puck. Connor was shooting the puck. We talked about, you know, he had good scoring chances. Um, you know, Shifley didn't get his shots until the third period. Um, you know, he wasn't great. I didn't think, even though I thought I was going to come up with a good prediction there and he was going to score two goals. I mean, that was wishful thinking, obviously. I, I, I can't predict the future, uh, but 
it, it's unbelievable that you knew that was going to happen, Dave. Like you knew that Ehlers, first off, if it was going to last a game, it was probably only going to be a game or two. Like you just like, I don't know what is that sending a message? Like, does Rick bonus actually think that gives his team the best chance to win? That's what I want to know. Because if it doesn't, then why are you doing that? Right. So like, it's, it's kind of mind boggling, you know, on Saturday show, I said that it kind of defies logic at this point that this Jets team is having so much trouble scoring goals, especially on the power play. Right. Mm-hmm. And you need Nick Ehler, you need Nick Ehlers to be touching the puck, shooting the puck, getting his opportunities and, you know, burying him on the third line is not the way to do it. No, it absolutely isn't. And again, it's, it, it's just I, like you, you're most, probably your most dynamic player. I'm not saying your most talented player, but one of your most dynamic and, and having him play in a game where you just, it was clear. Like, I mean, I don't care again, 39 shots. That's fantastic. But, or whatever the final number was, but at the end of the day, you know, you're not, you know, what was, I'll, I'll go and look at all the high danger and all that stuff as, but like it, to me, the jets just needed to do something different. And, and we've talked about it. It makes, it's not as if, we're saying something again. I'm going to go back to this point I made. It's not like we're saying something about, and again, it's not about Nikolai Ehlers being the savior. The whole point is that Dubois and Connor, like the, it's the entire line, the entire top six, none of them are producing. None of them are scoring. This isn't about Nikolai Ehlers somehow being going in there and, and saving the day. But we're talking about going back to something that seemed to work for this Jets group for a significant period of time. And the numbers, the analytics, the eye test, I don't care what metric you'd like to use to analyze that, it worked. And it worked for this Jets team for a strong, for a, for a um, significant period of time. And we talked about it. It said, okay, well, you can go back. You, you have the muscle memory. You need that muscle memory. Because right now, you're like that, remember that 1960s cartoon where you were like that little weak, scrawny kid and then you were supposed to do the the workouts as and then he wouldn't be able to push push sand. That's actually what we used to do to Drew. We'd push sand in his face. That's what the bully would do. But then you get big. Well, the bully, the bully's beating the crap out of you right now if you're the Winnipeg Jets. And Drew never got big. No, that's true. That is true. So again, it, it's it's the power play. It's the effort level from this team. It's it's a lot of things. It's not well, let's just, just let's just exactly and 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 just picking up on that, Dave, because I agree with you, right? Like they were getting like you know you look at the possession. I think the I, I I when I checked, it was seventeen to fifteen high danger chances at even strength for the Jets. Okay, there you go. The possession yeah. was controlled by the Jets every period. Mm-hmm. They had all the shots. So what? You lost the game three nothing. <laughs> and again, you know you got to give a lot of credit to James Reimer. And I saw you know uh, a few post talking about pardon me a few comments talking about josh morrissey hit the post and this and that but like at the end of the day they're not getting goals right and and it is you know frustrating and i imagine you know the leaders of this team are frustrated like you don't think adam lowry wanted to score that shorthanded goal and it was a good save by reimer and it was a good shot by lowry right mm-hmm. and you know morrissey's doing his best on the two-on-one I, but i just you know like even though you get a lot of shots you know, like, was there a lot of sustained pressure? Like, was this the, was this the the best that the Jets had to offer? I don't think this was the best the Jets had to offer. And you got to ask yourself in Game seventy five, when you know you're trying to fight off, well, you're fighting them off, but you know you're not doing a very good job at it because they keep Calgary, Nashville, they keep inching closer and closer. You're going to get Calgary and Nashville coming up next week in Winnipeg, so that's going to be very interesting, but. 
I think mm-hmm. the point we're trying to make is just looking at these two San Jose games that the Jets lost, there's four points right there that give you and two against Columbus, as he well, and two against Columbus, right? So yeah, the teams Jets- that are more teams that are more interested in Connor Bedard than gaining points in the standings. Exactly. So I mean, I think you saw a lot of urgency in the third period. Uh, I just again didn't see that throughout the game, and you know, it it, it again looks like a team that is, is kind of struggling with their emotions. Like this is a, a bad funk. Like I get it. Like these guys want to win. They want to make the playoffs, but sometimes their play on the ice doesn't reflect that. And to me, that's really concerning. No, you're absolutely right. And thank you everybody. We're, uh, we're well into the illegal curve post game show. I'm Dave Manuk. He's Ezzie Ginsburg. And we're here with all of you in the chat. There's a lot of you it's 1230 at night, but there's over 330 of you right now fired nice. up. The, 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 the chat is fired up. So make sure while you're fired up, you're doing some, while well, the fire's above my head and the fire's in Ezzie's belly because he's drinking some fireball. Can somebody bring me a, no, I'm not drinking fireball. I'm drinking diet Coke, but I was going to ask somebody in, who's in the, who's in river Heights in the chat. Come bring me a coffee. I'm going to need one here. Like this well, is a you late might. one. This is a late one, but as everybody's with us, we've got a, we've got Maybe a live. Bailey can bring me some Bailey's. Well, hopefully Bailey's asleep because Bailey, the intern should no, be up ba- this late. I see, I see Bailey right here. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. You must be either behind me or, well, Bailey, well done for staying up this late. It's a school it's night. Late. Oh, no, it's no spring break. It's spring break. Yeah, it's spring Bailey's break, good. Dave. Bailey's good. All right. It's all, all right. Good. Never mind. I'm not trying to give Bailey a lecture. Welcome, Bailey. You're good to stick around and be part of the legal career. Uncle Dave was about to give a lecture there. <laughs> but anyways, we appreciate everyone joining us and spending your your uh, Wednesday morning here on the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. And like I said, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you're subscribing and make sure you ring that bell to turn on notifications. That way, you know, each and every single time we go live here on the Illegal Curve Post Game Show or Saturday mornings on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Okay, as well, let's get into it. Sorry, first, I just course, saw, that, yeah, nothing. Go ahead. Some no, no, these, what? Some of the, no, I, no, no, no. Some of these comments. Hey, he, there's nothing better than a Ginsburg segue, so go ahead. No, no, no. There's no segue. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm trying to catch up with all the comments here. There's so many yeah, good ones. There's so many good comments. This is why this is one of those shows where I miss Mendel because I could be following, monitoring the chat, and and of course dropping that on to the uh, into the into the screen. But anyways, I'll. Uh, Is it Lowry and Morrissey's birthday today? No, I don't. I don't know why Bailey. I maybe no. I don't think. I don't. I mean, I don't really pay attention to when well, players' it's Morrissey's birthdays birthday. Are. I guess technically yesterday, but yes, Tuesday. Yeah, it was JMO's twenty seventh. I don't know. I know Dustin Bufflin turned thirty eight the other day. Let me t- let me tell. Sorry, I'm going to do a quick aside. Please indulge me, since as he just segued, I'm going to quickly do this because first of all, we're going to give a shout out to Jeff Gustafson of Lake of the Woods. Sorry, I just sorry. I just before you continue, Morrissey's twenty eight. <laughs> okay fair it's enough anyways, yeah. jeff gosman of lake of the woods won the what i was told was the super bowl of bass fishing tournaments and the reason why i'm bringing this into the conversation is because dustin bufflin was and, and jeff was actually on with winnipeg sports talk today and told a funny story about how bufflin was in florida with his family on holidays found out i guess he's buddies with all these guys from lake of the woods that fish out in lake of the woods and so he flew over to Tennessee for the bass fishing tournament, like in like flip-flops, sandals, and uh, flip-flops, shorts, and like a t-shirt, and like just started hanging out with everybody. And I'm telling you right now, there's no doubt in my mind, is the <laughs> Jeff Cable says that he's Gustin is the voice in the room the Jets need. Well, people love to be on the Gus bus, so maybe it's a different Gus bus. Check out Winnipeg Sports Talk. They had him on today. Yes, but what I was going to say is that there is there is no question 
I post anything about Dustin Bufflin as you know this. I post it on our Facebook. Our Facebook usually gets like some likes, whatever. 3,000 likes posted on our Instagram. Over that, like it's it's unbelievable how much this team, how much this city loves that guy. There is no question. I don't care about like I'm not talking about Jets 2.0, 1.0. Jets 2.0, it is not even close to how much that guy is elevated above every other. I thought I used to think it was like Bufflin, then Line A. But it's not even close. Bufflin is next level. Anyways, that was a fun little segue. Sorry I had to get it in. But if you didn't get a chance to see it, you can go to the Illegal Curve Facebook page or go to the Illegal Curve Instagram. You can check that out. Oh, thank you, sports fan, for giving us a little, uh, little, little, a few shekels. Hope He wrote, hopefully Chipman raises concession prices for the remaining home game. Something pathetic. Tr- <laughs> Whoa, that's a harsh comment. But hey, people are angry. And that's just the reality, Ezzy. People are angry and uh, not angry with us, thankfully. Okay, let's uh, let's throw it to our sponsor. The Betway Game Recap is brought to you by our friends at Betway, Ezzy, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is a sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront. With a large selection of betting options in sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, Ezra, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. You must be 19 years older to play. And as, as I always tell you, please play responsibly. Well responsible wasn't what I would tell say was the Winnipeg Jets because for the umpteenth time this season, and especially of late as the Jets give up the first goal of the game. And it was Noah Gregor who scored his fifth of the season and it made it a one, nothing game for San Jose and the Jets are behind the eight ball right away. Well, not right away, but 10 minutes into the game. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Jets have been giving up, the first goal, what is it, 12 of the last 14 games. And, you know, look, this is an aggressive forecheck. And, you know, it's just, in my opinion, Noah Gregor's way too, not, not, I shouldn't say he's way too open, but I think he, you know, there's, there's, the Jets have numbers back. And, you know, it's just a nice pass by Peterson to Noah Gregor in front of the net. Noah Gregor isn't a guy that, you know, you're circling on the lineup and expecting to have to shut him down. You know, he's been a kind of a veteran journeyman player. But yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of running around in the jet zone. Um, but again, you know, kind of to me, the way at least the, I'm watching the replay here, Dave, and just nice little backhand pass by Peterson. Um, and it was Pionk and was it Pionk and Dylan out there or was it Sandberg? I forget. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a nice play, but I think, you know, it's a preventable goal in terms of the defensive coverage in front of the net. Well, and, and as again, it's just another situation where the jets, you know, do themselves a, a disservice by trying to chase and having to chase a hockey game against the sharks team that came in with no confidence. And again, minus 77 goal differential this season. And I understand that any team can win in theory, any game on any given night, but for the sharks, that's not true. The Sharks have only beaten the Winnipeg Jets twice. They're the only teams they've want beaten. And I, I agree with you. They have had some games go to extra time as, but the Jets are the only team that they've been able to beat in March. They have one more game, I believe, against Detroit maybe. But other than that, that's it. And so look, and, and the one thing also is that the Jets aren't able to do. They're not able to score on the power play. And I know we talked about the power play and the frustration with the power play. And I know that Murat, who is in California on this road trip was asked by someone whether Brad Lauer was back on the ice or on behind the bench. I don't believe he was on the ice. I don't know if he was on the bench. I didn't really look 
uh, for him on the television. I didn't notice because as he, as you pointed out on Twitter, those were a hell of a good camera angles today, but on TSN. So it was actually, yeah, the camera work was horrible. Um, I'm just looking at the replay one more time. It was because I, I, you know, needed to know. It was Brendan yeah, Dillon yeah. and uh, Dylan DeMello out there. So DeMello was a little bit kind of caught in no man's land, I thought. Like he just wasn't, you know, picking up picking up anyone really. And Noah Gregor, again, you know, he's right in front of the net. He's parked right in front of Connor Hellebuck and it's a nice pass. But again, what I'm saying here is it wasn't an odd man situation. Like the Jets had the even strength situation numbers. Um, so again, yeah, like they let, they allow the first goal, but it's one goal. Like, again, like to me, that's not the focus here. The focus is the entirety of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. And the jets continue to struggle to score goals, especially on the power play. And they lack, I think, you know, the ability to score goals in, in ways in which, you know, players like Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers don't necessarily want to score goals. Right. Like we've talked about it. Like you saw Scheifele driving the net a little bit. Um, you know, you remember those chances, Saku Manalainen and Kevin Stenlin had chances in the first period, yeah. but like it's few and far between. And again, like we're talking about a must win game here and forget the Jets record and forget the Sharks record and everything like that. You lost three, nothing to a team that you're much better than. I mean, you, th- that team was half San Jose Barracuda. Well, Absolutely. And the crowd looked like it was a San Jose Barracuda crowd. And I feel bad because San Jose for years has had a fantastic crowd, but they're staying away until this team uh, improves a little bit uh, right now because, you know, things are things are a little bit bleak in uh, in Sharks land. Unless, of course, the Jets are coming and you're going to steal their Wi-Fi in airport with, uh, with your wins against them. But again, the, the power play, which has been... An, They've had the opportunities, right? They ended the first period, Ezzy. They had a chance to get back into this game, only down by one. Like, and yet... One more thing, Dave. Like, how much of this sure. is mental? Like, I really think that needs to be discussed a little bit more. Like, it's almost like the Jets have have lost the game before it even starts sometimes, right? Like That's a fair... No, and, and, and that's some of the things that I'm seeing in the chat. And I'm sorry, folks. I am trying to highlight your questions. The chat is fast and furious. There's a lot of folks in with us at 12.35 a.m. here in Winnipeg. Yet the folks are all with Ezzy and I. Maybe it's because there's no uh, Mindell. We hit the kill button on his on his computer, so he, he ain't here. But the reality is, uh, you know, this is, this is... it's There's no question about it, Ezzy, that the folks, and the folks in the chat, and you and I are talking about it, the the power play is just a killer. It's just it has been. We've never seen anything like this in the twelve years we've been doing this show. Yep. Well, I guess we've been doing it for fourteen years, but the Jets have been back for twelve. You know what I meant? Yeah, yeah of course. In the twelve years we've been covering this Jets two point team, there there hasn't been anything close to this. And I don't know if I've ever seen a team in in the you know thirty plus years I've watched hockey that has struggled like this on the power play, and especially with the talent. Like that, that's the strength of this Jets team. The strength, right. th- strength of the team is their top nine, right? Especially now that they've got Nino Niederreiter and Vladislav Domestikov. Obviously, you would love to see, you know, Cole Perfetti out there as well. And I think yep. he would help the power play. But even Cole Perfetti, he's not Gretzky, right? Like he's not going <laughs> to, yeah, if, if, a... he if he comes back, he's not going to score a hat trick every game, including two goals on the power play, right? So there is something that is really, I, I use the word rotten. Um, you know, with this team, because it's not one or two guys like, and, and, you know, I saw on social media, uh, some people were saying that, you know, Mark Shifley is getting too much of the criticism. He's got an A on his Jersey. 
he's one of the highest paid guys on the team. And I don't know, and I hope that, you know, nothing's going on off the ice or if he's dealing with an injury. We don't know. We haven't heard anything. It's always possible. But you can't, I'll, I'll say this much though. You know that this is hurting him. Like, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, this is him giving up on the team. I don't think, you know, anything like that. I think he's, yeah. the puck is just not going in for him. What is it? Nine games now for Shife, right? That he hasn't scored a goal. Something like that, um, yeah. But to, for me, you can't take the human element of the game. And we've talked about it. And, and you know, a, a lot of people are pointing to, you know, when he was getting benched. We talked about that on the Saturday morning show, Dave. There's no mm-hmm. doubt that he he has not reacted well to being benched. Right. Along with Connor and Nemestikov. There's no doubt about that. But all I'm saying is you can't take the human element. And he he looks like a guy that is going through something to me. And maybe I'm wrong, but he just looks like somebody to me that is is having a, a tough time on the ice and, and isn't having fun. And this is a guy who loves hockey. Like he eats, breathes, and everything like that, right, Dave? So I just hope that you know he's able to turn it around and you know get back into a positive mind frame because this is not the Mark Shifley we've watched since he came into the NHL. Like he it's not it's not the same guy we're watching that dominated that Predators team in the 2018 playoffs and you know has been a point per game player and everything like that. I, I think it's 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 tough to watch right now. It, it's tough to watch the Jets power play, but it's specifically tough to watch how much Shifley is struggling to not score. Well and Ezzy, isn't it ironic that this is a guy who is poised to have a career year for goals scored. And yet, and that's why I don't lay the blame only on Mark Shifley. It is on the shoulders of Blake Wheeler. It is on the shoulders of Kyle Connor. It is on the shoulders of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like these are your big guns. Your big guns are paid your big bucks and they're supposed to deliver. These are the horses. These are the guys you ride. Well, if that's the, if that's your reality, none of them are pulling their weight. And I understand Pierre-Luc Dubois missed, you know, eight of 10 games, but like, you know, you want to be the guy, you want to be the guy in Montreal or you want to be the guy here in Winnipeg, wherever it is. I mean, you're not being it like you're not Kyle Connor. I mean, it's, it's unusual because he's been so consistent. He's been the model of consistency throughout the course of his career, but he's just, he's not doing it. And he had, what did he end up with Dave? I'd have to check here, but you know, he had some really good scoring chances from the slot here. I'm checking right now. I would yeah. guess he had a, a three or four shots. I don't know here. He got, he had four shots. Thank you, NHL.com. Shout out to Jake Stoller. Great to see Jake Stoller watching the yep. post-game show here. Longtime friend of IC. I, I just it, it's really tough. Like it just like it just seems like there's a little let, less mustard on his shot, Dave, or something. Like it's just like it, they're, they're getting, like barbecue sauce or something. Yeah, yeah, or maybe you know Worcestershire sauce, something like <laughs> that. But no, I mean it's uh it, it's really confounding that that a team with this many snipers, like we talked about it recently, right? Like Shifley's got 38 goals. Yeah. He has had a goal in his last nine games. You know, Connor's got 28 goals. Like this team has a lot of like Nino Niederreiter, you know, he came in and he was scoring a little bit. That's dried up a little bit, right? Absolutely. Uh, You know, we talked about Lowry. He's been playing a lot better. He's been scoring again. But tonight it's really inexplicable that you can't score a single goal against the worst team in the league. It really is. I guess I just used it there, Dave. But I mean, regardless of what team you're playing, you're not going to win a lot of games. You know, it's not scoring a goal, right? And yeah, again, we talked about it. You can point to the Josh Morrissey, you know, post, and you know the Jets aren't getting the bounces and everything like that. But uh, you know, it's it's been weeks and weeks of this where the Jets are, are struggling to score goals, 
And a lot of it has to fall on, you know, the guys that get paid the big bucks, the guys in the top six. I mean, you can't expect a ton of offense from Kevin Stenlin and Saku Manalainen, even though they had a good scoring chance in the first period and James Reimer was up to the task, right? So um, I guess we should get into the second goal here, Dave. But um, yeah, just overall really frustrating the fact that the Jets offense just has dried up completely. It has gone away. And, you know, the second goal as he's going to take us a while because that second period didn't didn't create a second goal. It didn't create a goal for the Sharks. It didn't create a goal for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, was there anything in the second period that stuck, stood out to you? Anything remarkable that you think, okay, well, that's that was something that was noteworthy and, and worth discussing because, you know, nothing, nothing jumped out at me other than, again, the frustration that you're watching. And again, Phyllis, correct me if I'm wrong, but the ice time disparity just seemed rather unusual. And again, like I, I, I don't see it from Blake Wheeler. I, I understand that Blake Wheeler and you know, like to me, the ice times reverse, you know, you know, you get Blake Wheeler, less ice time, reduce it. And maybe Blake Wheeler gets going a little bit with, with some fresher legs and you've got a bench. That's the other thing right now. If you want, then throw someone else off your bench because you know, David Gustafson, Axel Johnson Fielby, bring up Jansen Harkins, bring up Jeff Malott, bring up, any of these guys who are hungry from the AHL. But right now, this team is just, it doesn't have it going on. Yeah, and it's not like a Boston Bruins situation, right? Like, Dregs was talking about this, uh, I don't know if it was during the broadcast, I forget, about the Taylor Hall situation in Boston, right? Taylor Hall apparently is With ready to come situation. back. Yeah. Right? For those who don't know, but the Bruins, because of, I don't know if it's because of the moves they made at the trade deadline or just overall their cap, uh, yeah. they're unable to, to get Taylor Hall in, right? So it might not be until the playoffs that... Luckily, the Bruins have a lot of other good players. They have a few guys, I've I've been told, uh, even though they <laughs> lost tonight. But um, sources confirm your your assessment there, is he? Right. So it's not like it's a cap issue here. So I'm not sure, you know what. No, line... it is. I think it is a cap issue for for. I think from a, of a for, because remember you still have to be cap compliant. So I think that's the problem. Is that based on the the cap in Boston? I don't think. No, I'm talking about up... the, for the Jets. Oh, oh, I'm I know. Sorry. I yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I said, I said, David. It, That's it, what I thought. Is, yeah, okay. It is sorry. a cap problem in Boston. I'm saying for the yeah. Jets, it's not an issue. Gotcha. Of, you don't have enough money to call up a Jansen Harkins or no, Jeff because Water Kevin Sheveldayoff made sure he saved that money, so he wouldn't have to worry about it. Exactly. So I, I, I'm not sure. It doesn't. I mean, look, at maybe they will for the homestand, Dave. I have absolutely no idea. Um, it's it's a little bit late in the game for that, if you ask mm -hmm. me, right? Like, yeah. you probably should have done that a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, but you know, in terms of the second period. Look, I mean, the, there was one penalty that the Jet that Stenlin took. They killed that off. Uh, you know, there were there were some good, decent scoring chances, but no, I mean, <laughs> look at you. You again were shut out. Uh, you know, at, at on the road against the worst team in the league when you had to come back and you had to you had, you had to have show something for you know that game when you lost badly to the L.A. Kings, right? And and you don't. And it's really disappointing. And look, at I, I still think the Jets have a good shot at making the playoffs. But now, again, it goes back to, you know, what we've talked about before. You keep making it harder on yourselves and you're making it so that you don't control your own destiny. And you're possibly going to be, you know, hoping for the Nashville Predators uh, to lose games. And even though the Predators sold a lot of players at the trade deadline, obviously the horrific tragedy that happened in Nashville, you don't think that the Predators are going to rally around that? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, I mean, and 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 even without that terrible tragedy, they're they're professionals. I mean, they're close to the Jets now. They want to finish the season strong. You don't think these guys want to go into the playoffs? You don't think a guy like Tyson Berry 
who was traded from the Edmonton Oilers for Matthias Ekholm. You don't think a guy like that is motivated or, you know, other players on the team, um, you know, who basically were told you guys aren't going to, you aren't very good and we're going to trade players and you're going to be a, basically a lame duck team. So the Jets still have some work to do, right? Like starting on Friday against Detroit. They do indeed. And uh, I believe, I think they're going to fly home probably tomorrow and they will be off tomorrow, practice Thursday. And then, like you said, as he be back in action on Friday, just a reminder, you are listening to the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. I am Dave Manuk. He is Ezzy Ginsberg. And if you can, all of you, we appreciate you joining us late, late, or I should say early, early, early on your Wednesday morning. And uh, smash that like button when you get a chance. And, uh, of course, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribing because that's what we appreciate you doing. And as, like, just to, again, to, to really illustrate it and the frustration that folks have with the lack of scoring for this Jets club. They've been shut out three times in the last seven games. Once by the Bruins. Okay, that one, you can give them a little bit of latitude. They're the Bruins. Although the Bruins lost to the Predators tonight. But they lost, they shut out by the Bruins. Shut out by the Blues. And now shut out by the Sharks. So it's a lot of being shut out. And the Jets are going to be shut out from the playoffs if they keep up this uh, This Joel terrible... Hofer should have got a shutout. That still bothers me. Maybe yeah, it's because right. he's from Winnipeg. And I feel like, you know, he'll probably get a shutout eventually. But... I just, I, it doesn't sit well with me that so so Grice comes in for two minutes and Hofer doesn't get less. I think, out. yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, when when in baseball where where they have a, a perfect game but they share the perfect game. No, so you could. No, I'm saying that's what they do in baseball, right? Like you know, no, but I'm just that. saying like you you would agree that one one pitcher is more responsible for that perfect game usually, right? Generally like, speaking, usually yeah, he plays like seven innings or eight innings, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, well, we're still uh, rolling along here, even though it's, it's funny, Ezzy, there haven't been a lot of goals, but we're now into the third period. So uh, Kevin LeBanc, two Let's minutes, into it. 23 seconds into the second. Mr. Contract, Ezzy, Mr. contract in a drawer. Yeah, let me tell you, th that contract is still one that is a curious yeah. one, and it's one that we all believe was uh, some some crafty work, let's say, by the Sharks. At least it looked crafty, but you know, now that the way the Sharks are going, who cares about that? But the reality is Kevin LeBanc goes to the bank, puts his 13th goal in past Connor Hellebuck, assists to Sturm and Gregor. So he has a two-point night. But but look, I mean, again, sloppy defense from this team. Yeah, it absolutely. Sorry, Dave. I wasn't sure if you were done there. Yeah, you're right. It was, and, a, bit and, an abrupt, it was a bit of an abrupt end. I'm sorry about that, As I didn't really yeah. kind of, I just kind no, of, no, I just no, kind of stopped. Good. All good, Dave M. <laughs> yeah, no, but so it's Shifley and Wheeler. Wheeler leaves it for Shifley on the right boards, and then he just absolutely loses the puck, right? And it, it's just, it's inexcusable. Again, like, it's absolutely inexcusable. It was, um, you mentioned it was Noah Gregor that stole the puck from him. But it's also, to me, what bothers me, Dave, is the back check. That, that's what bothers me, or, or just his effort to get the puck back from Noah Gregor. That's what probably bothers me the most about Shifley on this play. Yes, it's a giveaway, right? Like Shifley doesn't get the puck out. You know, he's obviously, he, he's trying to probably just move the puck along the boards there. Um, and yeah, the puck, the, the I mean, it's an ugly goal, right? Like it's, it's an absolutely ugly goal that's scored by LeBanc. But I just, I didn't like Shifley's effort after he loses the puck to Noah Gregor. He, I, I just think he could have given him more of an effort to get the puck back. Um, and again, you know, like you look at these, these goals and it seems like there's one or two goals every single game mm 
mm-hmm. that come off of turnovers. That's the right. Jets' margin for error, because they're not scoring a lot of goals, is so thin that all of these goals, you know, you could go back the last 20 games and, you know, in 15 of those 20 games, there's probably an egregious error. And that was an egregious error. Mm-hmm. In that type of situation, you just, you can't get your pocket pick like that in your own zone. Well, and and again, the other thing that the Jets I, I, are doing, and, and it's a bad, it's a really bad habit. And I'm surprised, you know, again, Rick Bonus is one of the things that he should be recognizing and, and preventing. Way too long shifts. It's just like, you know, what's the idea? Remember the idea of like short shifts? And and it's this, you know, part of the problem is allowing the power play one, if you can call it that. These should both be power play five. But but whatever they're called, you should like, again, they're minute 15, minute 30. And then the other unit gets 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And sometimes, you know, there's no value to staying on. Obviously, there's situations where you can't get off. You have to stay on a little bit longer. These guys are staying on way too long. And you can see it. You can see it in their energy level. They just don't have it. And they're trying to create something that's just not there. And so, and, and that goes to your idea of, as you have, of caring and, and wanting to, to succeed. But at the end of the day, you're doing yourself and your team a disservice because you're not putting them yourself and thus your team in an optimal situation, right? And so as a result, the Jets found themselves down to nothing. And, and honestly, even though it was early in that second period, in the third period, there was no indication from this Winnipeg Jets team. In fact, the the irony was, and it and it worked. It, actually, my my words were were correct. It was kind of a Ginsburg guarantee, if you will. But when the Jets took the penalty, the power play, the penalty. Sorry, well, I think it was a Josh Morrissey one. I said the Jets probably have a better chance scoring at five on five, the shorthanded, than they do at five on five or five on four. And then, of course, Adam Lowry gets a shorthanded chance. That used to be a joke. It's not a joke anymore. I know, I know. And then Cal Connor got a shorthanded chance. So you're thinking to yourself, the Jets actually could have half the lead or half the deficit, sorry, by the on the shorthanded opportunities. But, you know, with their own uh, chances, they just didn't have it. And then it, it, it burns them because, you know, with uh, two minutes and three seconds to go on this, on the penalty to Josh Morrissey, Kyle, um, Connor Hellebuck, he he was he was in another time zone from when this shot uh, went off the stick and into the back of the net and made it a three nothing game because he was he was well out of position. I'm not saying that it really mattered at that point, but uh, Connor Hellebuck was he was like I said he was in another time zone on that opportunity for the Sharks. Yeah, he was obviously overcommitted, but the entire defense was overcommitted, right? Like Martin yeah. Kaut, um who I, I think was only drafted two or three years ago. I think he was a first-round pick, Dave. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but Martin Kaut is is just, he like, this is this is an easy goal for him. Like, Thomas Hurdle draws all of the Jets' penalty killers to him. Martin Kaut is just, you know, hanging out at the bottom of the faceoff. He was, as he just started to interrupt, he was a 2018 first-rounder of the Avalanche. Yeah, German, right? The Germans. German, yeah. So maybe or Czech. Like, he might I be thought, Czech, actually. Oh, Czech. Okay. Very, yeah. Okay. I'm wrong on both accounts. Then I got the nationality <laughs> wrong and the and the year that he was drafted. We didn't go. Yeah. To the oh, you got it. Hey, Ezzy, you got him in 2018. That was, you said he was a first right. rounder. Yeah, that was the draft in Dallas, right? Correct. That was the first time we didn't go to a draft. Yeah, that that's correct. 2017 was the last one for me. Maybe we'll go this year. Um, even though the Jets uh, don't have a high pick, but they do have a first rounder. So, um. <laughs> Look at, I mean, again, I thought that that power play by the Sharks looked bad. I pardon me, didn't look bad. 
Like mm-hmm. again, Eric Carlson, Thomas Hurdle, like these are world world class players. Carlson's going to win the Norris. I realize that Josh Morrissey, you know, was in contention, and I, I think Morrissey can still be a finalist. But come on, I mean, he's got ninety he's, points, ninety, yeah. Uh, yeah. so he could still hit a hundred. Um, maybe not with the you know the supporting cast, but he'll he'll probably get close to it, right? So yeah, I mean, Hellebuck was way out of position, but the Jets and and give Hurdle credit for drawing the Jets. And, you know, nobody picks up Martin Kaut and he's wide open, like I said, at the bottom of the faceoff circle and it's a wide open net. So, I mean, that was obviously the killer. Um, but, you know, Kevin LeBanc's goal for me was the killer because at, at, with the, the way the Jets have been struggling offensively, uh, you know, a 2 nothing deficit in the third period with how fragile the Jets are these days. Um, but that one was just adding insult to injury, Dave. Yeah, and 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 you know, someone pointed out the app. We uh, we missed the Appleton, um, you know, uh, chance where he Reimer made. That we talked about that. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like, but I'm saying like, you know, I'm just reflecting. That was, the, that was in the, was that not in the second period? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, that yeah. was the second period. Yeah. So again, yeah, that yeah. was the, like you asked me what stood out. I mean, I guess I forgot about that, but um, we mentioned it early. But I just say we, we didn't mention it early. It was an amazing yeah. chance. I mean, Reimer yeah. makes an incredible stick save on the ice. And it was yeah. a hard shot by Appleton. So could you say that Appleton should have elevated it? I mean, Appleton's an NHL player. What am I going to say, right? Like, it's easy for me to say that Appleton should have scored there. But it was an incredible save by Reimer. And even though Reimer's got a sub-900 save percentage, he's still an NHL starting goalie, right? Like, so yeah. I don't I don't know how, how deep you can analyze that, right? Like, the Jets had scoring chances this game. Even in the third period, we talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Connor. Josh Morrissey on the two-on-one, Adam Lowry on the on the partial breakaway shorthanded. The Jets had their scoring chances, and they could they could not bury them. And that's the story. And it's like again, like a broken record. We keep talking about this night after night, game after game. But yeah, I mean, really, the Jets the the lack of finishing is at this point just really difficult to talk about anymore because it's just how many different ways can you say that the Jets are getting chances but they're not converting on them. Uh, well, as that's all we've been saying for a long time. That's what I'm saying, but like, how many different ways can you say it, right? Yeah, well, hopefully enough ways that we keep everybody in the chat entertained and they don't want to turn us off because the whole point is that we we hope you stick with us. I could like if, if people want, I could t- I could talk about the Jets' lack of finish while riding a unicycle and trying to juggle. <laughs> that would I'll be do, I'll do that for the sake of the show, Dave. Ezzy, that would be fantastic. I mean, if you could do that, that'd be, uh, I'd pay to watch that. Would you, I think, let's ask the chat. Would you want to see Ezzy do that? Woo, okay, well, I, I mean, as the Jets end up losing a game they couldn't afford to lose to a team in San Jose that was 32nd in the NHL and, as I said, had only won six games at home all season long, now seven, courtesy of the Jets. Uh, yeah, Kenny's water bottle says the torch and pitchfork crowd seems to have left. Diehards are still here at 1 a.m. Kenny's, that's why we love you. That's why we love everyone in the chat. You know, even if you stick with us for a little bit or you stick with us throughout the course of the broadcast, or some people will stay for a little bit and then download the podcast and listen to Ezzy and I after. But regardless of how you get your legal curve, we appreciate you joining us, regardless of whether it's an afternoon game on Saturday or an early morning game. Here on Wednesday, I'm looking morning. forward to a normal seven o'clock p.m. Central Time start against the Red Wings, Dave. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I've never I've never looked forward more forward <laughs> after this California trip and the afternoon game, like yeah. and this nine thirty start, nine o'clock start. 
Give me seven o'clock p.m. Central. I you, that's a time that you can set your watch to. So I don't know where Phil is, but Phil's saying it's six fifty-five a.m. where he is, and he's got to go to work in a minute. So Phil, let's uh, try to snap- guess where Phil is. Japan. Mm, yeah, is Japan well, ahead of us or behind are, us? No, they're they're ahead. I would think maybe I'm thinking Who's behind maybe, us. Well, out west, like Hawaii would be behind us, and but I'm pretty sure I'd like um, to be in Hawaii right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess he's somewhere in Europe. Is my guess, but uh, Phil will fill Phil will fill us in where he is. As we go along here on the Illegal Curve post game show and gets you know sidetracked and sidebarred and and everything else as oh he's in the Channel Islands as he do you know where the Channel Islands are the ch- of course I know where the Channel Islands are as as he types into Google <laughs> I have no idea where the Channel I've never even heard of the Channel Islands I believe lot, they're in, somewhere I believe they're somewhere on. a lot warmer and cooler than Winnipeg they're actually not I believe they're in the English Channel hold on tell me if I'm right I think they're they're in the UK Dave is a geography major so he knows his stuff here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the channel. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Is, has this turned into the legal curve geography show? But uh, Brent asked, "As why wouldn't we call up guys from the AHL at this point?" Well, I'm I, I've been saying this to you for no joke for a month. Kyle McDonald's saying, and he doesn't want to be a dick, but he thinks I look like Hades from Dizzy's Hercules with the blue shirt and the fireplace in the background. Okay, well, that's that's. I don't think you're a dick. I think that's okay. I mean, Hades could be so a Phil, dude. So, Phil, the Channel Islands are off the coast of France. No, I know. I'm right. He said it's. It, it, I, Phil says I'm right. There we go. All right. Thank you. How do, thank, we, how I, do we get to the Channel Islands? Let's well, broadcast a show from the Channel Islands. I mean, so so I know some people are talking about Mark Shively's interview after the game. We haven't obviously seen it because we're currently doing this show right now. I know so some folks are saying that it was, you know, one bird one bird fun word, which is one of our favorite names here on the on the illegal curve. One bird fun show. word uh was the tough duck two winner from last game, and he still yeah. has to email me. So if one bird fun word is listening or watching, well, obviously they are they just, email, they just commented one second ago. Duke waiting for you. Anywho. Well, we, we don't, we, I, I'm, I, you know what guys I, and girls, I've got too much going on that I'm not gonna be able to pull it up. I could try, but I just, I don't feel like doing it right now. Well, uh, well, well, you know what? It'll be available on a little website called illegalcurve.com. So you won't have to worry about listening to the Mark Shively. We're not going to want it to play it right now. As you and I are chatting, we're looking, we're trying to, we're doing geography quizzes. We got, we got tough duck uh, toques to give away. We've got a Seagram shot of the game. We've got the IC merch contest. I know that I met a couple of new, more people. I sent out some. By the uh, way, Phil, I don't know if Tough Duck's going to send out to the Channel Islands because <laughs> I don't. I, I, we're still trying to determine if the Channel Islands are real. But uh, yeah, I don't know if Tough Duck will shoot will ship out there. But if you're back in Manitoba, then we'll we'll hook you up with some Tough Duck gear. There you go. Although we have we have shipped internationally, so I mean, we'll have to. Yeah, we, we well, ship to the U.S. We haven't shipped outside true. of the U.S. There you go. Outside of North America. There you go. But anyways, we've anyway. So I, like I said, I had a chance to uh, meet up with some of our, uh, our, our subscribers and some of the folks who have won contests and, and got them their gear. And uh, there's, there's still a lot of people, unfortunately, who are on that list, but I do know that some people are getting their stuff this week and uh, more will be getting in the next couple of days. So don't worry if you haven't received it. I got the long, li- I got the list. It's like Jericho's list. You made the list. And if you're on the list, your gear is assured. It will be finding you very soon. Okay, let's uh, end this segment of the show by uh, 
giving a shout out to our friends at Betway because the Betway game recap has been brought to you as a, not a surprise by our friends at Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. You must be 19 years or older to play as. Please, please, Ezra, please play responsibly. Okay, folks, we're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we will give away some of the gear that Ezzy and I were just talking about. So please stay tuned for these words from our sponsors. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about 5 bucks? Come on, $5? No yep. way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. Come on, there's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. 
Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. It is a bright and early one o'clock in the morning well, actually 105 in the morning here on the illegal curve post game show it's gonna be I'm a gonna... rough one for me in the office tomorrow let me tell you hey i still gotta Izzy, i still gotta do the be- the illegal curve game recap plus the morning papers so uh let's we're we we're not gonna go and kenny and rennie are on so we're not gonna hey, go that's too much use the, the illegal curve ai what's that you, you oh yes, yes, curve AI yes. For this. I will yeah. use that. I will. Good point. Yeah. Good point by you, Mister. We're going to be replaced in a couple of years. This is just going to oh. be a couple of robots talking. I thought we already were robots. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so thank you for sticking with us, and uh, you know the uh, brought throughout the course of this broadcast, we have enjoyed bringing it to you, even if it is Steve B wants his moose minute. Holy moly! There's there's a lot going no, on. No, Steve B, there's no time tonight. Let's let's hold it off until Friday. Hmm. Really. I gotta sleep, but as I mean, though, there's only one problem though. Like, if I hold it off till Friday, um, that there's a I've got which mall, the, there's another game on Thursday, which means put on your antlers, it's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Anyways, I'm not really gonna do a Manuk Moose Minute, I just want to hear the uh, the music, but anywho, I'm just gonna say quickly. Because the Moose didn't have a very good game, folks. So you can go read the recap. It's already on IllegalCurve.com. I'm not going to spend all your time listening to that. Just two notable things to discuss. Number one, Jansen Harkins. If you want to talk about guys who need to get recalled, 21 goals, 21 assists in 35 games for the Manitoba Moose. Obviously, 42 points. Steve B got his way. way. He's very happy. I got a woo uh, and a boo because he's also not happy. It's not going to be a long one. And, of course... Parker Ford, that's not a car dealership. That's the newest signed player by the... Thank you. It's not. He's the newest signed player by the Winnipeg Jets organization out of Providence College. He signed a two-year ELC. Uh, have we talked about that yet? Is he or no? I mean, no, we don't have to talk about it right now, but I can't remember if we talked about it or not. Uh, Did I, it come I, up? I think he signed after... The yeah, it signed up, so we didn't have a chance to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, he signed anyway. after the Jets game. Like right. The LA, so, the LA game. Right. So anyway, so, so yeah, I think he signed either Sunday morning or, or I listened or, to the interview. It was you and Austin. I listened to the questions. You were asking good questions. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It was interesting to hear that he went to high school with Alex Limoges. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I asked he's Alex. Pumped up and look, and, and I like that he said that, you know, the jets stuck with him, even though, um, because he went back for his last year with Providence, right? Four years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Dave with Providence. Right. Yeah. So look at it. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch, you know, those types of prospects that we didn't, we don't watch a lot of college hockey. Right. So right. and, he, and he scored it. You know, I'm I'm gonna you know steal your thunder here, but obviously, go ahead. I I, I dropped the Manukmus minute on you, so well, you no, can, you can I, steal I my thunder. It, I, I watched, but he scored a goal in his first pro game, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, there's. It, it, I was I was talking to the some of the Moose people after the game, and I was we were trying to remember some of the. There's a lot of prospects who have done it, but regardless, I mean, we we keep p- paralleling him to Brandon Tanev. He's a feisty little player. He's small. He's five foot nine, whereas Tanev is six one. But he plays that kind of game. That's the way the folks at Elite Prospects describe him. And uh, yeah, he seems like a nice kid. He seems like he'll be a good fit in this group. And so uh, look, look at Brendan Dillon, 800, over 800 games as an undrafted player. So just because you go through the draft doesn't mean anything. Of course, it doesn't necessarily mean how you're going to finish the game. Mike Keen, of course, uh, who's around the moose all the time, you know, three times Stanley Cup champion, undrafted. So there's there's lots of opportunity for guys, even if you aren't drafted. Former, so, former captain of the Habs. Exactly. And played for who else, has he? Mike Keen. Who else did he, who else did he win his cups with? Oh, yeah. Well, he won the cup with Montreal in 1986. Mm-hmm. And then Dallas in 1999, yeah. and then with the Avalanche. There you go. I, well, I mean, I knew was you were that 2001. That. It was uh, 2001. Yeah, I believe I so. He might have had, might have four cups, but no. Nope. Regardless, I mean, he's uh, he's a beauty, and uh, what a great NHL player. Yeah, but anyway, so so good on Parker Ford. He got his first NHL goal and uh ahl goal sorry not nhl goal but uh good on him and and he you know like i said he seems to be getting more comfortable and uh we'll see how it goes for him he's on an ato with the moose and uh and of course his elc with the jets will start next year okay as let's uh do you want to get into the comments or do you want to do the um tough duck we can we can do tough duck i've got it queued up there for you yeah i've got it starred i finally figured out what the heck to do because now that you know mindell advocated his responsibility as the host I'm I'm holding court, figuring this all out. So let's. I'm going to host it. I'm going to post it up. Sorry, I should say right here, and you can uh, announce who it is the winner and the winning comment. Yeah, we'll give it to Ten A City. You got the comment up there, Dave. Players can want to make the playoffs, but if they are on an island of how to play the game, it does not matter. Bonus has said what to do, and he has players defying it now publicly. And, and the reason why I like that comment, there's, you know, and and we thank obviously everybody, especially those people who've stuck around for the end of the post game show here <laughs> at, uh, you know, ten after one, stuck with us. We really appreciate that. That's why we do it, right? Um, but the reason why there's a lot of good comments, the reason why I like this one is because, I mean, what else can Rick Bonus say uh, yeah. at, at this point, right? And like he has tried to motivate these guys, and you know, I didn't think they played that poorly tonight. Like I like no. their effort better tonight than on Saturday afternoon against LA Dave. And, but, but again, you didn't finish, you didn't get the goals and you didn't, yeah. you know, get the power play goal when you needed, that's the same old story. Right. So I do think that, you know, if the jets are going to ultimately make the playoffs and, and win a game or two or win a round or two, right. I mean, these guys are going to have to turn it up. They're going to have to turn up the intensity level, turn up the urgency level, everything like that, because I mean, it just wasn't, you know, enough tonight. So 10 a city, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com. Hopefully you're still watching. If not, hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll see this on the replay or somebody will let you know, but yeah, send me an email and with your mailing info and tough duck, we'll ship out a tube to you. So congratulations to 10 a city. Well done on that one. We'll go to the uh, other, the IC contest. Again, I'm not going to give you the spiel. You know, it in the notes, pregame reports, practice reports, morning papers, I always have links to the Gleam. Uh, it's called Gleam.io. You can go there, and there's a multitude of ways that you can enter. And if you enter, you can win. You don't need to enter everything. You can just enter, you know, go to illegalcurve.com. That gives you an entry. Follow us on YouTube. Just kidding. You don't actually have to do that, but I want you to do that. So make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. Right, Ezzy? Got to make sure we have that 
subscription numbers. Now I'm going to go to the contest winner. The contest winner is Paul Greenaway. So congratulations to Paul Greenaway from Winnipeg, I believe. You are the winner of the Illegal Curve merch contest. I will be in contact with you. I know that, like I said, some I got a notification via DM that one of the uh, merch guys got his stuff mailed to him. So that was exciting. And as I'm not going to steal your thunder because you deserve it, you came up with the unique code word, which I believe is your first unique code word uh, of the season. Well, I, I texted you because I was like, I was thinking. I didn't that, have one. I did yeah, not well, have I, one. I thought you might, but I, I checked with you first if you had one and then I gave it to you. But I just, every, like, you know, I, I can never um, not think of this guy when I think of the Sharks because he was the first ever draft pick. That, of course, being Pat Falloon, who was drafted second overall after Eric Lindros. I was going to say Lindros, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, he's from Fox Warren, Manitoba. There you go. So Fox Warren, Fox, and then W-A-R-R-E-N. For those of you listening on the podcast and wanting to get 10 extra entries into the Illegal Curve merch contest where you can win authentic Jets jerseys, hats, or shirts. And uh, there you go. That's that's you know how the you craziest get it. Thing? Sorry, Dave. I just wanted to, to quickly get this in there about that draft. That was the 91 draft when Lindros yeah. went to Quebec, but he refused to go to Quebec, right? Of course. So the Sharks take Pat Falloon with their first ever draft pick. Yeah. Who goes number three, Dave, to the Devils? Scott Niedermeyer. Who goes, oh, yeah. number, who goes number six? To the Philadelphia Flyers, Peter Forsberg. Forsberg, Forsberg, And of yeah. course, Forsberg and Lindros were traded yeah. to each other. Then Forsberg yeah, for ends up other. winning the Stanley Cup. Who was drafted yeah. fifth overall by the Jets, Dave? What year was it? 1991. Former guest of the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Defensive defenseman. Oh, Fred, Fred no. Freddie Olsen? Nope. Canadian. Oh, no, it's uh, not Dean Kennedy. Big defenseman. Played for the University of Michigan, Aaron Ward. Oh, Aaron Ward, who no, and Aaron Ward is funny actually if you remember because I actually I remember getting uh, like Stanley like, Cup champion Aaron Ward. But Aaron Ward, if you remember, I remember reading an article in the Free Press about him because he fought his way out of he didn't want to sign with Winnipeg, and so he he uh, had some there were some machinations with Aaron Ward if I recall correctly, and he forced his way uh, out of Winnipeg. I remember when they drafted him. That Aaron Ward was not going to be, uh, and and just to quickly throw it to that as, and we're gonna we're gonna have to end this soon because we're gonna pass out. We're gonna you're gonna see me. I'm gonna be sleeping. So I've already done a whole moose game, folks. You know, worked all day, full moose game, and now a full Jets game, and now a post game show. So Dave, I'm getting a little tired. Plus, I got work to do still for another 45 minutes to an hour. But um, uh, it was the 28th anniversary of Alexei Zamnov or Zhamnov, depending on your prefer preferred uh, pronunciation, scoring his 20th goal of the season, which gave the Jets four rookies to score 20 goals in a season, becoming the first NHL team to do that. Who are the four rookies, as Zamnov? Yeah. <laughs> Was that the Solani year? Yeah. Luciano Borsato? Nope. Uh, Igor Korolev? Nope. Keith Kachuk. Yep. Uh, who's the fourth one? I think, uh, think, okay, yeah, Stu's getting a good one. Stu, Stu, Stu and CB got it, but remember, Russian. Oh, uh, not Korolev? No. Oh, Davidov. Yeah. 
No. Oh, yeah. Evgeny Davidov. That's a good yeah. blast from the past. Steve B saying the Young Guns poster. You got to think about the Young Guns poster. Well, it's a classic. A post- I've got the, I've got a probably, actually, that'd, be, that'd be funny. You probably Mondetta have to find poster you. with uh, Zamnov and Solani and Kachuk and Bobby Essenza, uh, Thomas Dean, when they're all standing in front of their flags. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, that one, that one on the wall, but yeah, I think it was Dav- Davidov was. I thought I had it with Korolev or uh, Bursado yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I believe Zamov did it against the LA Kings, and uh, yeah, it was like 28 years ago or something like that. It was, you know, it's scary actually Crazy. how long ago it was. But who? Okay, as I think, uh, I think we're done here. I think we've we've broken down the Jets three nothing loss to San Jose Sharks. The Manitoba Moose lost six three to the Laval Rocket. They won't play them again. Uh, and the Moose will be only too happy to not play them. The Moose are practicing tomorrow, and then they're back in action on Thursday. I've given away all the Moose tickets. I think I'm done for the season. I think we've given away. I I, I had four tickets to the night's game, Ezzy. I forgot about it. I was at Morning Skate at Canada Life Center, and I was like talking. To the Moose. I was like, oh, I think I got an alert. I was like, yeah, I better let people know. People right away, bunch of messages, but people went to the, wanted to go, and I was like, felt bad. So uh, anyways, the Moose ticket, the machine well, is done. because people want to see a power play goal that bad live. Exactly, exactly. Although the Moose, again, like I said, didn't have their best effort, but we'll see if uh, how they can flip that around on Thursday when they take on the Abbotsford Canucks. And of course, the Winnipeg Ice, they are in action game one against the Medicine Hat Tigers on Friday. That is here in Winnipeg. So if you want to get tickets, go check out the Ice. They are a team that is expected to go. Of all the teams in Winnipeg, folks, that is the team that is expected to go the farthest by by most pundits. So uh, make sure you go out and check them out out at U of M. So uh, lots doing here and Frosty. I don't know if Frosty's still with us. I mean, this is, this, this show's gone. It's actually not really off the rails. We've been relatively uh, consistent actually, as we've only had one or two segues, uh, but for the most part, we've been pretty good. Phyllis has got 305 entries. That's pretty good. Uh, Oh, Frosty's in the chat. I should have known. I don't want to ever diminish what importance Frosty is for this show, what he does. For us, so let's big and of course our sponsors because this show is nothing without our sponsors. So a big thank you to all of the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post game show, the Saturday show, and the website illegalcurve.com with all the latest Winnipeg Jets, Manitoba Moose, Winnipeg Ice news, a possibility, and they are in no particular order. Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zappia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagrams, Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and the Keg. Support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. Woo! Okay, as well, I am toast. It's one twenty. Go to Kenny and Rennie, everyone. Go join them. Support them. Keep them rolling because they may be going till two in the morning. Those guys. Well, for I Weber, Ken, doesn't, Kenny's still cel- celebrating his birthday, Dave. But Weber doesn't really count because he's in, he's in California. He's in Northern California, oh, yeah. so it's yeah. it's, it's actually there. eleven. It's only eleven. It's eleven fifteen. Yeah. So I mean, like yeah. that. That to me, I'm not even thinking. I mean, I'm not thinking yeah. about this time. But we're not going to give Weber any credit. But Reynolds, we, don't, we li- don't have to say wake up to Ken. No, 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 no. Wake up to him, but. Thank you. By the way, we're going to give the subscription box said this show is by far 100% more entertaining than the Jets shit show. I can say shit because we'll have to check out subscription box show. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what that show is, but if it is a real show, but I'll, I'll check it out. Well, it's got a cool graphic. I like that. 120 in the morning. Yes. And John Chan, John Chan, by the way, I don't know if you responded to my email, but uh, if you you come to Singapore and live with you (laughs) now, that wasn't the email I sent you, but I did send you an email about the merch contest. So if you didn't get that email, uh, send me a DM. I see Dave and uh, on Twitter 
and uh, I want to get your address and your information so I can send you the merch. And uh, okay, as I think that is officially the end of this show. So again, like I said, thanks everyone for listening to the Illegal Curve post game show. I'm Dave Manuk. He is Ezra Ginsburg. He's going to bed. I'm going to do some work. So the illegalcurve.com will have be populated with all the latest Jets moose and ice news for you first thing this morning, whether it's right now or at seven o'clock when the morning papers are available. Thanks everyone. Make sure you smash the like button on the way out and have a good rest of your morning and a good Wednesday afternoon, evening, everything. Good night. Peace. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from illegal curve hockey. For more great illegal curve content, subscribe to the illegal curve YouTube channel Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.